0: Hello and welcome. Today I am really excited to be joined by Donna Riley, who is the founder of Miracles Through Movement. Hi, Donna. Hello. How are you today? Oh, I'm so good. So this conversation is specifically for women over 40 who are getting frustrated with their bodies maybe and are really wanting to find a new way of being with themselves beyond what they already know. So Donna helps women to awaken to there must be a Another way. And yes, there is another way. Um, So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, Donna, I'm going to pass it to you. Can you expand a little bit more about what Miracles Through Movement is all about?
1: Yeah, so I'm very passionate about women being fully alive in their bodies, to really be living life from the fullness that life has to offer. And what I have found in my experience of working with working with people for many, many, many years with their bodies is that, you know, there comes a certain point in our 40s where a lot of women start to get frustrated and they start to sort of shut down and they feel tired and worn out. And maybe they've got aches and pains and maybe they've like had a sickness or an autoimmune disease or something. And they're just getting really frustrated so they start to shut down and a lot of ways that we shut down is we disconnect from our bodies right we dissociate we just oh i can't deal with that and so i come in there and go oh my goodness no we can heal you know we can expand we can grow we can really heal our our emotional trauma and doing so and regulate our nervous system from our trauma and then we can actually feel fully alive in our bodies no matter what age I mean, I'm 59, and I have zero aches and pains. I feel fully alive in who I am with all my emotions. That's another thing is that you know, wow, the number of women that just shut down their emotions is just really scary, to us. Um, you know. And it, it that becomes trauma, right? So, so yeah, to be allow yourself to let every emotion move through you as it arises how you do that. There's many tools, but I just really believe in women needing to heal right now because we need to heal the planet. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I our missions are completely aligned. I'm a stand for when women <laughs> gather with intention, healing happens, which is really the yeah. intention of this conversation and all of the other gatherings that, you know, I participate. And so, and it does start with self. It absolutely yeah. does. So compartmentalizing and shutting down emotions. Oh my goodness. Such a, such a mm-hmm. conversation. You have firsthand experience though, around anger specifically from a yeah. catalyst moment in your life that set the yeah. trajectory of your work and purpose. So could you share a bit about that?
1: Sure. So I had a near-death experience when I was 12. And the interesting thing about that is I did not tell anybody mm. for many, many, many years until I was 37 and I told one person. And when I told her, she looked at me a certain way. I said, no, no, this is why I don't tell anybody. I'm not special. I don't want to talk about it. Don't tell anybody. I clearly wasn't ready. Like now I look back, I'm like, okay, my soul, my unconscious, whatever you want to call it, wasn't ready to share. Um, But then when I got to be 47, I had a four-day meditation uh, retreat. And on the fourth day, I saw Uh, well, all I saw was darkness, the four days, and everybody else was blissing out. And I wasn't scared because that's the thing. I don't know if anybody else who's had an NDE feels this way, but I have zero fear of death. So when I saw this darkness, it wasn't scary. I was just curious. What 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 is happening? Why am I being shown all this? But on the fourth day, the light from my NDE sort of overshadowed the dark and I was seeing both. I was like holding the vision and the energy of extreme light, extreme dark. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then it hit me. I heard a voice that said, it's time to deal with your NDE and do some healing. And the part that I didn't tell you in the preview of this interview was that the next day I had what I call an energetic meltdown. I started to vibrate. I felt sick. I felt like super spacey, like I was drunk. And there happened to be a healer at the studio I was working at at the time. And she took one look at me. She just met me. She said, hi, nice to meet you. And then she said, you need to come see me. And I was like, what, huh? (laughs) And then the second day, she said, Donna, seriously, I can help you. Come see me. And I started making excuses. I don't know. The third day, she grabbed my hands and she pulled me into her. And she stared in my eyes and said, I can handle you, come see me. And at that point I was like, okay, first of all, I've done a lot of personal growth and healing work. I'm a passionate woman. When my stuff comes up, it comes up. (laughs) She clearly sees me and she's clearly ready for whatever that's gonna look like. And I need help. So I'm gonna go see this woman. So she asked me what was going on. I told her the story and she said, okay. She took me through a whole process Told her the whole story of my NDE. I'm laying on this massage table. I jump up off the massage table. I said, and I came back in my body. And then I said, and I was pissed. And I said it in this demonic, crazy voice with intensity, like so primal. And I just looked at her. I said, oh my gosh, I've been angry since I was 12 years old that I'm on the planet. And she's like, yep, apparently so. And then my whole life started to make sense because I was always like this low-grade level of anger, and I could never identify why, Hmm. except I would say to people when they would say, Donna, what's bothering you? Why are you so upset? I would say, because nobody gets it. But because I hadn't processed my experience, I didn't know that I was defining it as the contrast between pure love and light and what we live day to day. So now everything started to make sense, you know, and then about that was, gosh, I don't know when that was, but yeah, I guess it was about 47. So that was 12 years ago. And then I was telling Sasha that, you know, three, three months before COVID craziness hit, I had a soul retrieval experience and I was doing a self-practice of fascia release work. And at that point I had become clear that I was ready to like really sort of go deeper into this whole journey of my life and um, my anger and all that. And my little girl, my 12 year old girl showed up and she started going to the light and then grabbing light and bringing it into my heart. And I was curious and then I realized, oh, she's retrieving the parts of myself that I left behind. And then we danced together and had the most beautiful experience. And she was whispering in my ear, you don't have to escape. You can let the light be embodied within you. And when we finished dancing and she sort of integrated into me, I realized, oh, my gosh, like, this is what it feels like to fully be here. Wow. And then I got the message right after COVID hit that That God, universe, spirit was telling me, like, it's time. I did this. I brought this to you now because it's time for you to show up. You're needed. Your experiences, your knowledge, your wisdom is needed. And now's the time. So, yeah. So I spent most of my life angry. I'm very familiar with anger.
0: (laughs) And for anyone who was like me at first, if you're listening, like, what's an NDE? It's the abbreviation for near death experience. So probably yes. we're tracking that. I'm a little slow on the acronyms. So, um, so, and it's totally okay if you don't want to share. But I'm sure I'm not the only one. Like, what was the near death experience? Are you are you comfortable sharing? Is this not sure. something
1: you want to share? Yeah, yeah, definitely want to share. I I believe that's a big reason why. I'm- where I'm at right now is I'm meant to share this story. Um, So um, before I share that though, real quick, I do want to say as far as relating back to the beginning of our conversation, I was always a dancer. And when I look back now, I'm aware that I was able to process my anger because I would literally dance it out. So I was very familiar with any emotion I was having. I would move it through my body, literally through movement. So if I was feeling sad, I would lay on the floor and play love songs and stretch and be all gooey in in my body. And if I was angry, I'd blast rock music and go around like a maniac, right? So I became very (laughs) intimately connected with the power of emotions because I feel very deeply and then moving them through. So my NDE, so I was 12 years old. I was very, very sick with flu-like symptoms. Um, after five days, I was completely dehydrated. They didn't know what was wrong with me. Put me in the hospital and um, ended up doing exploratory surgery, which turned into my appendix was about to burst. So they removed my appendix, but I caught pneumonia in the operating room. So I spiked a fever. And so I'm laying in this hospital bed, and there's six nurses. There's three on either side of me. And they're, they're like, we're losing her. We're losing her. We got to get their temperature down. She's leaving. You know, we're losing her. And I remember I started to float away from my body and it was literally like the movie ghost where I was, I was semi permeable (laughs) You know, I wasn't really a solid body, but I was still, you could still see my shape. And in that state, I was hovering above the scene and I was watching them and I was very confused. I remember the feeling so (laughs) (laughs) clearly that I was like, why are they doing this? Why are they, quote, 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 unquote, trying to save my life. I don't understand why they're doing this. Mm. And my mother was standing at the end of the hospital bed, of course, terrified. And I remember looking at my mom and going, it's good. It's okay. I'm very happy. This is what I want. (laughs) And so I stayed in that state for quite a while. And then as the nurses started to to really get like worked up, like, you know, they were putting ice cold towels on me at this point to try to bring the fever down. And I started to leave and go further away from my body. And as I did that, I became less and less form. And so my experience is a little bit different from what other people have said, which is I didn't i it wasn't a crossover thing for me. what it what was for me is I was about to merge with the light. So it was like a true sense of like I was becoming less form, more light, and I was about to merge with source. And it was right at that time that I heard that voice, which isn't male or female. It's just this neutral voice that said, no, it's not time. And I came back in my body very, very, very fast. It was like a rocket. And I remember the jolt when I came back. It was like, oh, like it felt like I had like a rock had fallen on me. Um, And then I heard a nurse say, "Okay, it's starting to come down. It's starting to come down. So, yeah, so that was my experience.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that uh, profound, sacred, sacred experience. You said something earlier that one of the, you didn't refer to it as a gift. You seemed a bit neutral, but I, I interpret it as a gift that you don't have a fear of death and that other people who've gone through near death experiences, maybe share that. And so as someone who hasn't had that experience and you know, I'm trusting my, my pathway, but like, you know, what are, it's an interesting thing. Cause I, you know, there's moments when I have zero fear and then other moments where I do, and it's usually like story-based, like my kids are only 12 and 14, like, you know, it's the, the web of mm-hmm. like, I need it and all of that. And so, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Um, so part of your mission is helping women to fully be here and show up. So how much do you think the fear of death plays into women holding themselves back in this life? Like the confidence, um, you know, confidence to show up, expressing truth, going for those big goals, changing course, reinventing, like all of it. How much do you think this actually has impact?
1: This is a brilliant question. Thank you, thank you, thank you for asking me this. No one's ever asked me this. And I think it's really significant. Um, And to answer your question, I think it's huge. I think when I, again, working with women and all the emotional trauma and all the experiences as a collective, as women, right? If we haven't really dealt with our stuff, if you will, we become very codependent right? And we become very like, I care about everybody else, but I don't care about myself. And so for me, a lot of that, what I see tied into that is the fear, is the fear of, like you were saying as a mom, oh my gosh, what if I fully show up or I do this or whatever? Oh my gosh, maybe my children will suffer or this or that, or, you know, oh, I have to make sure I do this for my husband or, you know, so we always come last. And to me that the source of that obviously is low self-worth in some ways, but it also is fear. You know, there's so much fear around if I fully express myself, I won't be loved. If I fully, like, let somebody know who I really am, well, they're going to shun me from my family or my community. Um, if I say this out loud, I might hurt somebody's feelings, right? So all that sort of trauma-based kind of <laughs> stuff, right? There's so much fear in, in all of it. And so it might not be a fear of literal death, like losing your life. But to me... <sighs> The word death is fascinating because, you know, we equate it usually with like losing our life, but we lose our essence, right? When we diminish who we are. And that's a death to me. Like I see so many women walking around kind of dead inside. They're like shells of who they were because of all these things. So yeah, I think it has, it plays a huge role. Gosh, I'm going to think about this more deeply next <laughs> I just an asset, but it's so significant, isn't it? You know, it's like, you know, and the fear of the the fear of dying from the level of, you know, being disconnected. Like I said, from family and all that other stuff. I mean, I know with me, a big piece of my journey too is I was always the, you know, highly sensitive but highly outspoken, passionate, fiery, rebellious type. Right? That it's like, why why can't women be priests? I don't want to go to church. I don't. I can talk to the trees and I can talk to God that way. You know. You know, but that was beat out of me, right? Which is very common, right? Where it's like, no, you can't say those things. No, you're not being appropriate. No, that's not okay. So then you adapt and you adapt. And all of a sudden, the the essence of who we are gets more and more diminished, right? And then we're afraid to show up in our fullness. mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Jolly, and I love how you distilled it into fear, right? Like what regardless of what the fear is of fear of shining, fear of showing up fully, fear of this. That it's yeah. it can be distilled to fear. And that's um, you know, living in the past or in the future or right? the yeah. disconnection from that presence. When you were sharing a aspect of your experience of the merging with the light, you know, I just felt yeah. so much presence and trust and um and and I know that that's part of your invitation for, and how you help women is like that engaging, being fully here, being fully in the now, which they're, yeah. it's very hard to have, be in fear when we're fully present to the moment. Yeah, <laughs> It's, a, it's a very challenging to, to, to do that. So um, I'd love to hear, like, what are you excited about next? What, you know, what is a way that people can connect with you?
1: Yeah. So I have a private Facebook community called Miracles Through Movement Community. Um, where I, that's evolving right now. It started off with me going live every day for five minutes and dancing. And now it's evolved more into, excuse me. Um, um, uh, I'm doing like, I'll, invite people to come in and let's do a movement class today, or I'm um, just posting inspirational and insp- inspiring things and wanting to connect. So it's evolving for sure. Um, but it is going to be the basis of, you know, as I move forward, um, some of the, the offerings that I will have. So, yeah. Great. Well,
0: there's a link to that Facebook group in the show notes with this podcast, wherever you're listening to. So you can go over there and join the Facebook group. Yeah, what is a message that you'd like to leave our listener with today?
1: Oh, boy. You know, we're living in a world that's a little crazy. Let's just be honest. And also what I'm aware of that I don't hear enough is these past through years, we've all lived collective trauma. And even if you don't watch the news, whatever, it's it's in the ethers, right? It's in the energy. And it impacts us. And it's so incredibly important to stay fully present in your body, in the moment, be completely in touch with every sensation you're experiencing, every feeling you're experiencing and have a consistent practice of connecting to source and connecting deeper into yourself. Because the truth is everything around us potentially could stir us up and keep us in our head of, Oh my God, what about this? What about that? Did you read this? Did you hear this? Did you say that? That's only going to spin you out. It's only going to make you sick. It's only going to make you mentally and emotionally unwell. And so now more than ever, it's so important to stay fully present in your body, have movement practices that keep your body open. I mean, it, it, we didn't talk about this a lot, but it terrifies me. I've been saying for about 10 years, when I watch bodies move, I, I, it's like we're losing our humanness. Like we're meant to be supple and fluid and gooey and juicy and yummy and play and explore and You know, like roll around on the floor and dance and age should have nothing to do with any of that. So it's scary, you know, how we're becoming and all those fears and all those messages from, you know, the external world, they impact our body, right? Our body's either opening or closing, I always say. So it's like in order to really keep yourself mentally, emotionally well, physically well, and to really fully live the life you're meant to live. It's imperative now more than ever to stay fully present in your body, to have those practices, and to, yeah, live your truth.
0: Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Donna, for being here You're today. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, and thank you listening today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow the podcast for more conversations like this, and also leave us a comment. Tell us what you know. What spoke to you in Donna's shares an incredible story. So, all right. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and connect with you on the next one.